Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Toronto Real Estate Show with Janelle and Leslie, and I'm Janelle Cameron. Hi there, I'm Leslie Pearson. And today we are going to be talking about what's going on in the news. Welcome to the Toronto Real Estate Show with the Janelle Cameron team, the podcast that helps make your real estate dreams a reality. The Janelle Cameron team is your expert source for all things real estate in the greater Toronto area. Whether you're considering a renovation to improve your return on investment, looking at homes for the very first time, or even considering becoming an agent yourself, we've got you covered. Hey everybody, uh, welcome back. Hope you had a good week and um, we are not Zoom recording today because I forgot my laptop. This is a new thing for us. So uh, in the new year, we'll get on that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, I'll get a haircut by then. Yeah, right. <laughs> Put on some makeup. Mm -hmm. Maybe we'll get some makeup for Christmas. <laughs> um, but yeah, anyway, so this will be the last podcast we do for December. And then we will be back in the new year, hopefully with some good real estate news. I don't know. You never know. We'll, we'll have real estate news. We'll have for real sure. estate news, whether it's good or not, be another story. Actually, I've been run off my feet busy. I have yeah, to be you are fair. Busy. You're um, it's been, I don't know what's going on. With but, buyers uh, primarily, right? Oh, I had a sale. Yeah. An off-market sale. That's true. And then several buyers. And so buyers are still, they're going out. They're going out and it seems busier than it mm -hmm. was before. So, and I've got people looking outside the city. So it's a lot of um, driving. Yeah, that's right. You've been going from way west to way east. To way west to way east. But mm -hmm. yeah, I've got some investment buyers and you know, keep telling them now the time I've got a, somebody just emailed me about a place in Muskoka. I'm like, Oh boy. So, um, yeah, but anyway, I think, uh, buyers are maybe recognizing that there are some good deals to be had out there. So I think it's worth, you know, exploring if there's something you like the look of, maybe just get out and see it before the new year, because I think a lot of properties are being terminated right now. Yeah. And they will come back out in the new year. But maybe if there's something you like the look of, you can go see it and grab it for a good price before it goes off market. Mm -hmm. And sometimes over advice. Christmas, I see there's a, a, like a semantic, maybe, maybe not, but difference between a listing being suspended and being terminated. Yeah. So I see more suspensions now mm -hmm. than terminations. And suspension means... It's just being suspended. It's exactly what the word means that they intend to come, you know, be active again on MLS right. and taking appointments and such, you know, at a certain point, whereas terminated means for now, it's not for sale. Right. But do you know why people do, you know why people do that? I'm asking the public, do you know why people do that? It's because as a realtor, I can suspend the listing myself, but I need to get my clients to sign paperwork to terminate. Right. And so there are a lot of people out there whose clients have said, well, I'm just going to take it off the market. And the realtor says, don't worry, I'll do it. And then they suspend it, hoping that they still have the listing because once it's terminated, some, the, the people could give the listing to somebody else. But if it's suspended, they cannot give the listing to someone else. You're still technically under contract. Yeah. Whenever I see a listing terminated, I think that means they're not going to be working with that agent anymore. Oh, not me. Cause mm -hmm. I see mo way more terminations, this is suspensions. And I terminate every listing that I have if we're repricing or whatever, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. So that's true. Okay. Um, yeah. So anyway, that's just, just interesting to see either way you either have suspended, terminated or expired. 
Now, if a listing is suspended or terminated, your agent can still call, you know, call up and, and see if you can go see the house and go. For sure. But you're technically not under yeah. contract if it's terminated. Right. So, um, yeah, I think it's just sometimes it's a bit of a way uh, for a realtor, a listing agent to hold on to the listing yeah, longer. I agree. And, uh, but yeah, if you, and this is just good for all of you listeners, if you see something that you've liked and you see that it's gone off market, your realtor can still call that realtor mm-hmm. and say, uh, oh, what, you know, what's up with this? Can I still get in to see it? In fact, I saw one on the weekend that was terminated last week. Mm-hmm. And they were just going to rent it out. And I convinced the woman to show it to me, um, the agent to show it to me just because, you know, we were heading out there and I said, you know, come yeah. on, let us just see it. Maybe, maybe they'll like it. They didn't, but anyway. Right. But, uh, so that does happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just kind of depends mm-hmm. on the seller's motivation. Mm-hmm. But right now is the, is the suspending terminating time. Right. Because yeah. of the holidays. Yeah. There's mm-hmm. not, well, I was going to say there's not much going on, but there, actually there's, look, <laughs> I'm busy. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, so good time to get a deal. This is my favorite deal time of the year. Yeah. Now um, is the time. If you are seeing something out there that you like, my God, go out and see it. Do not wait until January or you will shoot yourself in the foot. Yeah, I agree with you completely. The problem is, is not very much that's great for sale. No, but if there is something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like this one. Uh, so, I mean, you have lucked into some opportunities, but I, don't, I think they're few and far between right now. Yeah, you have to look like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, yeah, like I have an investor client who had seen a few things on the weekend, Friday actually, and uh, like three of four sold right away. And they had been on the market 30, 40 days, mm. you know, and the yeah. one that hasn't sold is the best of the bunch. I'm like, That's buddy, funny. pick it up. Yeah. Yeah. But he's got to think about it. <laughs> yeah. You often see, you know, there's funny situations like that. Um, I have a client and um, we saw, I think I've talked about it before, a gorgeous condo at Young and York Mills area. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like, you know, very high end listed for five. If I recall correctly, 4.75. Right. Has been on the market for something like 250 days. So almost a year. Oh God, that's a long time. And um, now they have two offers. Yeah, right. It never fails. <laughs> it's bizarre. It is bizarre. Yeah. It's like mm-hmm. all these people sitting on the fence, I guess, and they're going, well, I'm not ready to commit. And then all of a sudden, mm-hmm. there they are with, you mm-hmm. know, one offer. And then they're like, oh, wait, I want it too. Someone yeah. else wants it. Yeah, well, it's I like, mean, we always talk about yeah, that, right? Yeah, people are like sitting back, waiting to see what's going to go on. Yeah. Don't have to make a move. Yeah. Let's see how low, you know, if yeah. the price drops, how low it can go. And then doing? someone pulls the trigger. Yeah. And so you have the other person has to react. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what that one sells for. But yeah. Yeah. Um, that always, you know, that's always a shocker when you get yeah. notice that there's two offers. I know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like, what? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a way to say you have to look it up. You're mm-hmm. like, wait a second. Was that the one that was on the market since January last year? Yeah. <laughs> like, what? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so I, the, and these are the stories that we have that don't necessarily correspond to the news out there. Right. And, you know, you have to, like, when we're looking at the averages, right. You just have to really recognize that everything's, you know, you have to, everything's taken out of context until it's not, (laughs) you know, like you can't really analyze, you know, the whole general market as a whole, because we do see these pockets. Yeah. I want to talk a little bit about that today. Yeah. It's a really local 
phenomenon and uh, as you're experiencing see you know with houses going in days and you know i've mentioned more than one offer on a place you would think given what you're hearing in the news that that those days were over and that was not happening at all right but in certain types of housing and certain areas yeah. it still is yeah like we had a place uh, that we were going to see on the weekend it had not been on the market it was on the market only like a couple days and it was listed it was out of town it was listed for 689 nine. 6849, I believe. And we had made an appointment to see it. Lo and behold, they get three offers. And it's like two or three days on the market. So three offers. No offer date. No offer so date. No date. offer date. They get and in fact, I thought it was well priced. I didn't, okay. I didn't think it, you know, I was like, oh, I guess it's low. I, haven't, I hadn't seen it in person. So it's always hard for us to say. Mm-hmm. Um, but they got three offers and it sold for 650. Oh. So even with three offers, it oh. went 30,000 under asking. Wow. Which is interesting. So yeah. there's a little bit of that going mm-hmm, on too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you um, didn't offer on that one? No, they weren't. They, we hadn't even gone out to see it. It was oh, already sold. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The one they got is 10 times better. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Hmm. So, okay. So today we just thought there was just been some interesting news stories. A couple of these really caught my eye. I know our listeners seem to really like these news stories when we talk about them. Um, we get a lot of comments on these. So thought that we would share some of the top stories Mm -hmm. that we've seen this week. Mm -hmm. Um, The first one was an article in BlogTO, and I thought this was really interesting because they highlight a semi-detached home in Brampton that has sold four times in three years, which is interesting in itself. Um, But to talk about kind of what the pricing, how different the pricing has been. Now, I share this because I find it interesting, but Brampton is Brampton and Toronto is Toronto and Oshawa is Oshawa. So just keep that in mind. Brampton prices have are kind of all over the map anyway, and they mm-hmm. have seen a little bit of a further decline in some other areas. Yeah, that's what that's my understanding. Yeah. So it is a semi-detached home and it's three plus two bedroom. Now in July 2019, it sold for 704000 Right. Mm-hmm. Then it had um, a sale price when things. Sorry, my I've got a really weird, really weird. Here we go. My screen wouldn't move. Then it sold in um, September, so two years later of 2021. It sold for 1.105. So that's a massive increase from uh, in two years, right? Mm-hmm. Then it sold in December of 2021, right? So we're talking three months later for Mm 1.26. So whatever happened there, I don't know. Mm -hmm. They were just felt like they got a deal and turned it around. So they made like over $100,000 in three months. Mm -hmm. And then it just sold this past month for 919. Wow. So I think that's probably a really good representation of of how weird the pricing can be, like mm-hmm. how overinflated it was in December of 2021 and January, January and February of 2022 were the, were the hottest months I've ever seen. Crazy. Yeah. Like you couldn't. Didn't make any sense. No. Like mm-hmm. You had to donate a kidney along with your, <laughs> with your offer mm-hmm. in order to get anything. Um, so yeah, so 919 does seem low, but man, someone just got a great deal. And we don't know the circumstances. Maybe it had been rented and it looked terrible. Maybe, uh, you know, the people were desperate to sell. You know, they got in over their heads and took lower than they should have. But definitely that's 
might be reflective of the market, might not yeah. be, but just you, you does don't show know. You. But it's uh, interesting kind of comparison though over the months and years. And that's right. Um, there's always though, don't you find? There's always a story behind things like that. Yes, there always are. There's yes. usually a reason more than just the market shifts. Right. I think, but right. I do think though, how interesting that. Um, that, you know, somebody would turn around and sell it three months mm-hmm. later and make that kind of money. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a, either somebody who's really smart or really lucky. Mm-hmm. But for what reason would you need to sell it three months later mm-hmm. if it was not just to make a bunch of money? Right. Right. I think, I think that's got to be the only, the only, the only reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, okay. So that was story number one. Uh, story number two, I thought was great. This was reported it was a report by Zucasa, but it came out, um, the article I'm reading it on is from the CP24 site. And it analyzed and compared the market competition among 34 cities and regions in Ontario from, uh, you know, basically in October, mm-hmm. you know, fall market. And they wanted to determine which cities had the most and which cities had the least competitive real estate markets. And what does that mean? So from their perspective, they are saying, uh, determining the sales to new listings ratio for that month. Um, they're looking at that. They're looking at, uh, so hot versus not hot versus not basically, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think is the, is the probably, all right. What did they come up with? So what they said, um, and they're, and again, they're looking at sales, you know, sales uh, to, to new listing ratio. Mm-hmm. Um, so what they determined that um, a buyer's market, right? This is important for everybody to know. Uh, they divided it into buyers, balanced or sellers. So a buyer's market is when buyers have more listings to choose from, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, and that would be under 40% of the sales to new listings ratio. A seller's market where obviously there's more demand would be 60%, over 60% or higher. And then balanced, of course, would be in between. Mm -hmm. So what they determined for the city of Toronto was that we were at 54%, which makes it balanced. Right. Mississauga, 53, and Brampton, 51. Right. Now, these areas, of course, last year were very hot seller's markets, uh, but they've become a little bit more balanced. Right. Um, outside of the GTA, they noted that, uh, six places, everything was balanced except for six different areas. Um, Niagara Falls, and and I've, and I know this is the only city with a seller's market at this particular time in the fall, which 29%. And, um, you know this, and I know this because in my coaching group, um, we have a woman from Niagara Falls, St. Catharines area. And every time we have our weekly coaching call, all of us, she talks about how she says, I don't know what you guys are talking about. I don't know We're, what you guys are talking about. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what the hell's going on here? Mm-hmm. And I wonder why that is. And my coach has they- actually done like a really interesting, uh, list. Like he keeps a chart of, of all of the information for her market just to see like where they're at in terms of days on market, month supply, all that kind of stuff. He actually does the same thing for Toronto, which he's done for years. So you can see right now he, we will go over this every week on our weekly call, talk about where the markets, 
like where we are in terms of month supply and how that differs from year to year. Right. Um, and so, you know, for example, we have, people talk about how we have no listings right, right now, but, you know, back in the 90s, it was, it was you know, a similar type of thing. So right. anyway, it's interesting. We should look at that in detail. One I wonder why, um, does it give any thought or have you given any thought to why Niagara is an exception like that? What's going on there? I don't have a clue. Mm-hmm. The only thing I can think is that with interest rates going mm-hmm. up, people are looking for more affordable areas. Mm-hmm. So maybe, you know, it is more affordable there. So maybe more people are moving there. So more sellers are selling, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm not sure. Um, but, uh, but if it's a seller's market, uh-huh. fewer sellers are selling. So is it that sellers have stopped selling, so buyers are going crazy? Yeah, maybe, or like people are just trying to get into the market. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're thinking, like, I'm not sure. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, Sault Ste. Marie. Oh, my gosh. Thunder what? Bay, North Bay, Sudbury, and Guelph are also all sellers' markets. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, that was basically it. Most everything else is... Uh, considered to be balanced. So there's nothing right now that's a buyer's market? Not that they're showing on this particular right. chart. Not that they've analyzed. Yeah, so it would be interesting to see, mm. you know, yeah, it would be interesting to see. But mm-hmm. the hottest market definitely seems to be the Niagara region. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, a balanced market is, and we analyze these things differently. Like when I'm looking at what's balanced sellers or buyers i'm kind of looking at the month supply yeah and month supply generally for a balanced market should be around four to six right and we're not there in toronto actually we're still in my in my opinion it's still a seller's market Mm -hmm. because our month supply is only hovering right now about three Mm -hmm. so i guess it just depends how you analyze the data Mm -hmm. but anyway for people to know it's interesting if you're in niagara maybe you might want to sell (laughs) yeah it might be a good time yeah 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 um and again, we talk about how local this business is, that yeah. even within that, you know, you find variations. Um, you know, Toronto might be balanced, but Riverdale definitely isn't, or, you know, mm-hmm. you know so, so right. I, I think as Janelle always says, you see something you like, act. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you don't know. Don't make these assumptions. Don't assume because you've read this article that you're in a balanced market and you can take your time. Right, exactly. <laughs> that does not apply to mm-hmm. Riverdale or Leslieville. Yeah. Uh, okay, good. Uh, so this one I thought was interesting too. This was the report that came out of CTV News. Ontario millennials need to save for over 20 years <laughs> yeah. for a down payment on a home, this report said. Yeah, I've and, read numbers like that Yeah, la- all, the whole last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, this is a completely biased article by a, 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 organization, a charitable organization called Generation Squeeze. Okay, their entire agenda is to fight for the generalization fairness in the country they say mm-hmm. um so this report was was all about yeah the, weighted to their yeah, side yeah, for sure yeah yeah uh, they're, they're slanted into how difficult it is that's right a certain segment of the population yeah mm-hmm. exactly but they apparently had looked at the gap between earnings and average home prices from 1976 to 2021 and after analyzing that data it said that the number of years to work required to save for 20% down payment on average was like 20 years. Yeah. So, 
Yeah, um, I recently had a conversation along these lines with my father, right? Who you know is dotty and eighty six, yeah, um, and has no tolerance for these whiny younger generations. And you know his view is always, you know, we've always everybody has always had the same struggle. Nobody's harder off than anybody else. Uh, it was always hard when we bought our house for twenty three thousand in nineteen seventy two. Right. That was hard. Right. And you know, I said at one point that okay, you it w- probably was hard. I acknowledge that you yeah. bought your house for twenty three thousand, but you made more than twenty three thousand in a year. If you buy a house for one point four now, on average, say right. you're not making one point. The average person isn't making one point four a year. That's now, the big difference. But to be fair, I bought my first home in. Uh, I'm not sure what year it would be. Like it would be, I was maybe like in my late twenties. So be like late nineties or something or something like that. Where was that? Where, where, which was Ajax. your first? Oh yes. Okay. And it was $280,000. Yeah. And I made $35,000 a year. Mm-hmm. That, so right. if, if we are to look at right. that gap Ooh, shit, today. Sorry. Shoot. <laughs> if we were to look at that gap today. Right. Is it really that different? Right. Like, I don't know. Right. And I remember. So my dad's gap, there was no gap. Right. In 1972. Right. But it's grown every, ever right. since. So I'd have to mm-hmm. pull up my calendar, my mm-hmm. calculator to do mm-hmm. the numbers. But we, I remember I had $7,000 saved in RSPs and that took me all of my working mm-hmm. career thus far. Mm-hmm. Like it's all I could save. And yeah. my ex-husband had saved 13,000. So we had a total of $20,000, which was like the biggest, and that was the best down payment we could get. Yep. And so our mortgage was, yeah, like 260 something thousand dollars. That was a lot of money. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and we struggled. So I do sometimes get his perspective only because I think people talk about it like as if we were making all kinds of money and housing was cheap, but I just remember we couldn't afford to buy in Toronto. Yeah. We, we didn't have the money for, mm-hmm. so all we could get here was like a little shack. So we had to leave the city even back then. And this yeah. was like 20 something years ago. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. and our interest rate was like 10% or 11, yeah. whatever it was, it was, it seemed like a good deal. Yeah. yeah. Now it, it's, um, I don't doubt that it is hard. Saving is hard. Uh, life can be a challenge, but I think it's um, contributing to the develop of development of some unique workarounds some unique yeah. ways to buy yeah, that yeah. didn't exist back then. You That's wouldn't right. consider co-ownership. Right. Or, I don't yeah. think in my dad's age, you would ever consider that even That's like right. five years ago, maybe. Yeah. Um, whereas right now I think it's growing in popularity. That generation is going to have to find the workaround for their times. They are. And we had, I mean, I, and you know, not to talk about myself, but we, I had two jobs at that time in mm-hmm. order to, to, to afford, like I had my full-time job and I was still waitressing yeah. in a restaurant because yeah. I didn't, I couldn't, my $34,000 a year salary wasn't cutting it. Yeah. And you know, there's been so we could go on forever about the mind shift between generations, but yeah. you probably also, you know, didn't or maybe you did always have the nicest coat or the the greatest shoes or that kind of thing which I find just looking at my kids and they're not not ready to buy anything yet for sure but there's something now about that really young generation that everything has to be the best starting from day one there's no working and earning it well there is but there's no expectation that I might have to sacrifice for a bit that's right yeah yeah and that's interesting right mm -hmm. Um, like such a different perspective. Did I tell you my, so my son, so my, I have twins who just turned 18 and, um, 
they just uh, had their birthday and one of them, they go to university, they're in their first year. One of them went out and bought himself a $650 watch. Right. I don't get that. Right. Like I would be buying my watch at Joe Fresh when I was 18. Right. I, I don't get it. Yeah. I know. And putting money I don't into get savings it. or something. I don't get it. Yeah. How did that be okay? And like, you know, we, I, yes. he did not get that at home. Well, partially maybe one of us. Right. And that's not my kid, to be mm. fair. Mine yeah. would never, ever oh, and it's not go my, out and spend that kind it's of It's not money. my other two kids. Um, yeah. But. Uh, so I, I don't know. I have they, one. They have different priorities, right? Yeah. Yeah, and the other, I have another kid who, um, whose approach to life or at least consumerism is that it is so wrong, so wrong to be accumulating and to be accumulating new. So for example, we're coming up, we celebrate Christmas and if it's not pre-owned or vintage or, you know, um, consignment, Mm-hmm. She thinks it's she has an ethical problem with it, right? So, so I have like the two extremes yeah. in the one family. Oh my gosh, that's <laughs> so interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it makes it hard to kind mm-hmm. of, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. So uh, yeah. Um, okay. Oh. So then, other than that, uh, you know, the hot news topic has really obviously been about the interest rates. Mm-hmm. what's going to happen in 2023 with interest rates. Yeah, I mean, it's the time of year for end-of-year wrap-ups and forecasts, and we talked about this last week, and that seems to be what's in the news the most. Yeah, yeah. I think, um, you know, there was another story that came out with respect to that, saying that um, most, you know, I shouldn't say most, but there have been a lot of people who are now thinking younger, maybe not necessarily younger people, but people who are, we're hoping to enter the home buying market that have given up on that dream and have now decided that they're only ever going to rent. Like mm-hmm. that's, there's a lot of articles that, it, that must be about that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know if that's true or how heavily weighted that is on, you know, some of these bias reports. That I read out, that. I don't see or hear that. I don't either. Although back to what you said, I mean, certainly I have some, millennials in my life who don't value maybe ownership of real estate in the same or car car it's, for sure i it's see it's really that just more me. of mm-hmm. you know they want to accumulate stuff mm-hmm. and go stuff. out and enjoy yeah. and spend you're right money on yeah you know expensive things yeah mm-hmm. um and then you know we do have a huge segment of society that has accumulated significant wealth and has these millennials in their family. Mm-hmm. I think there's going to be a lot of sharing of funds mm-hmm. um, because the older generation is not going to want to see their younger uh, family members fall victim to this kind of thinking. I think, I think you're right. If I had money, I'd be, I'd be buying something for my kids now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. And I see more of that. Yes. Because I think the, the, thinking is that that sentiment that uh, of the young millennial won't last forever and by then it'll be too late i mean i mm-hmm. i totally agree i think mm-hmm. it just doesn't make sense necessarily to yeah i don't know it's i was just gonna say it doesn't necessarily make sense to you know for them to spend every penny that they're making in order to save for something when there's maybe other ways they can invest that money but it, obviously from our perspective you know, our opinion mm-hmm. has always been, mm-hmm. 
real estate is the best investment you can mm-hmm. make. And mm-hmm. going forward, I do believe the same, but I think at what age do you have to start to, I mean, if you really, and there are lots of stories about this, but if you really get serious about saving, yeah, you know, and, and some people really are great about yeah, that. Pair it back. Yeah, yeah. You have to, you know, put a certain number or percentage aside every single paycheck into it's that whole pay yourself first thing and i think that that's that makes sense but you know do we is that the life we want for our kids is to be struggling so that they can afford to Mm -hmm. i mean kind of i guess i kind of do well you want them to learn some lessons yeah and and develop a work ethic and uh set some goals and i would like them to have some ownership Mm -hmm. of something yeah right Mm -hmm. yeah it's interesting times for sure Mm -hmm. i'm quite curious to see what 2023 will bring um shoot i'm sorry when we have our sorry about that everybody (laughs) when we have our wrap-up of the year which will come out early in uh january from the toronto real estate board you know we'll go over that in depth and talk about how the year shaped up overall. We'll we're, we will still be in the positive over last year, I'm sure, mm-hmm. um, because we did so well for the first three months. But right. uh, mm-hmm. you know, then where where does 2023 go? You yeah, know, who we knows? Just, we just have to see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, we're all curious and waiting and wondering. But I do know there is a like I said before, you know, a good pent up demand out there. I'm feeling it for mm-hmm. buyers for sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so that's one prediction that we'll, we'll leave you with for the holidays. Yeah. And let's just see how it goes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, everyone, please make sure you follow us everywhere on all of our socials. And I think I said this last week, but Instagram is back. We were hacked and now we are in back in ownership of our own Instagram account. <laughs> that was quite an experience, but you can follow us there and everywhere else. And, um, We'll get the next episode out to you for this podcast early January. So happy holidays to everybody. Reach out if you need anything and we wish you happy real estate. Happy real estate, everyone. We hope you've enjoyed the Toronto Real Estate Show with the Janelle Cameron team. But more importantly, we hope you feel better informed and enthusiastic about your real estate future. We know buying and selling can be stressful, so let us help. If you're looking for hands-on support in the greater Toronto area, the Janelle Cameron team from Remax Hallmark Realty is ready to assist. Visit JanelleCameron.com. That's J-E-N-E-L-L-E Cameron.com. Or dial 416-486-5588. Join us again next week as we deliver more content to help you reach your real estate dreams.